2: Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. It's the Renegade Millionaire Show again, and we are, as you know, are taping here from L.A. I'm Managing Director, Financial Advisor for Sun Group Wealth Partners, Winnie Sun. I appreciate you coming and tuning in to this show. Those of you who know, we are on Forbes and CNBC and all that good stuff, and you can follow us on WinnieSun.com. And with that, really quick financial tip that I'm sharing these days with a lot of our clients is many people don't know, I, I find surprising, that did you know that even if you have a corporate retirement plan, such as a 401k plan or a SEP, if you're self-employed or a simple, that you can still contribute to an IRA? An IRA, which is just stands for Individual Retirement Accounts. So whether that be a traditional IRA, or if you qualify income-wise for a Roth IRA, you can have both. You can have your individual retirement plan as well as a corporate plan. And with that, I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest. It's Jeb Blunt, who is calling us from uh, not-so-sunny weather today, right, Jeb, but welcome.
0: Uh, thank you so much i'm uh, I'm happy to be on day
2: <laughs> I do wish you were in Southern California with us in the studio and then I could take you to lunch but I guess not in the cars
0: <laughs> you know I love free lunch
2: <laughs> <laughs> well we'll have to encourage you to come out to Southern California one day and come see us
0: but I'd love to I actually lived in Southern California twice um in the
2: in the mid 90s I lived up in the Valencia area Ranch
0: and in the early two thousands, we were
2: down in Marina Del Rey. Oh wow! Yeah, we're in Venice Beach here at Tune In Studios, so just down the street from where you used to be. I used to walk down there and have breakfast. Mm, love it. Well, those of you who are tuning in, I know that you are look. You're not looking to hear what I have to say. We're really here to hear what Jeb has to say. You know, he founded a really cool website or company, I should say, called sales Gravy in two thousand six. Often called the Facebook of sales. Of the sales profession and it's the largest community if i'm reading this right the largest community of b2b sales professionals outside of linkedin is that right jeb
0: yeah, that's correct
2: wow so what made you decide to do this or to start this organization
0: well i worked for a big company for most of my life so i was there for uh, you know, almost 20 years and then right back around the recession you know how things were changing for a lot of companies oh, yeah. i was a senior executive of the vice president of sales and um, we got bought out by a private equity company, and mm-hmm. they started getting rid of people, and um, I was one of the people that uh, was sort of in between and had to make some decisions about my career, and the decision was to go work for another big company, which I could have easily done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or take control over my life and do my own thing, and I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur and had, in fact, worked that way in the corporate environment as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I took a leap and started my own started my own company, and did my own gig.
2: Wow, that's amazing. So let's talk about that. I mean you've you've been used to getting a paycheck, working in a large company, and then you segue and say, Hey, you know what I'm gonna start my own thing but most small businesses are not successful. So what did you do different?
0: Well first of all I did something that I knew. So mm-hmm. I was you know, I'd always sold things my my entire life and mm-hmm. I had I was a at the time the vice president of sales, so I knew sales. Mm-hmm. And so that was number one. So when mm-hmm. I first started Sales Gravy, I really focused on trying to build this community, which you, you described, mm-hmm. and recognized pretty early on that that was not a good monetization strategy. Selling advertising wasn't going to make any money. So right. I really started focusing on where the money was in sales, which was in careers. Okay. And so we created the environment. For people to show up, and then we were able to sell advertising to companies who wanted to hire those salespeople.
2: Oh, I see. So you build a community, and then that you knew would be attractive to where the dollars were.
1: How That's I-
0: exactly right. So, I, but, but, the, I mean, the first key was doing what I, what I thought was something that I liked and that I understood and can make money at. Mm-hmm. The second thing was hustling. So, you know, I went from working in a big office at a corner office, mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta, Georgia. I had a secretary, I had you
2: had every everything like you, sales manager of the year award. Yeah. Six time president. I mean, there's like it goes on and on, yeah. Yeah. You were a I, you, I big you were a big dog. <laughs> I was
0: a big dog. <laughs> and I went from that to sitting in my you know, in a in a chair in my house and my flip flops every day on the phone making cold calls trying to sell people into putting their jobs on my job board on sales
2: That's awesome. So, That's awesome. So this started in 06. So you've been working from home since 06.
0: Yes. Well, you know, it was, I have a, we have actually an office today. I've, I've got 16 employees mm-hmm. and I had, I eventually, I had everybody working at home at one point and finally built an office, got everybody in one place. But the funny thing is I still work from home. Because mm-hmm. I like working from home better than I like working from my office,
2: <laughs> and that's what I was going to ask you. So, so kind of paint a picture for us on your like what, what's a day look like for you in terms of work?
0: Um, I'm usually on the road. I spend about uh, 250 days a year um, on the road, so I'm I'm out um, consulting with clients. In fact, I'm in one of my clients' conference rooms right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, Salesgrip is more from its early days as a job board to a a sales acceleration firm, and we help companies grow their sales, build better sales forces, and do it really fast. So I spend most of my time on the road, but I have a whole sales team behind me and a staff Mm -hmm. that works for Sales Gravy that keeps me on the road doing my thing in front of clients.
2: Well, that's huge. So you're going to companies and you're coaching their their sales force about being more effective, right?
0: That's correct. And, And helping them build better strategies. Helping okay. leadership teams align around common goals, mm-hmm. around spe- specifically growth, um, working, helping companies who have uh, channel problems. So they sell see channels or agents or partners, build mm-hmm. better channels. Um, and we do talent management and hiring. So I have a, the, the original job boards, so we help companies hire salespeople and we have our recruiting and talent management division as well. And all of that started from sitting in my office In my flip flops making cold calls
2: in two thousand six. See, this is incredible. You know, I always, we have a lot of people come into our office all the time and ask us, first of all, to hire them or, you know, to give them, you know, to build connections or to give them advice. And I, I always reference that, you know, if you really want to be successful and not to ever have to find work, you need to understand what side of the balance sheet you want to be on. Do you want to be on the side that just, you know, like just processes work that other people bring in? Or do you want to sell? And selling is not, a negative, it should be seen as a positive, right? I mean, I'm sure you agree. Doctors sell, lawyers sell, anybody who owns their own business and sells. But to be on that side, to have the the skill set to be able to sell well means that essentially you don't ever really have to worry about finding work.
0: Oh, that's the truth. I mean, if you can sell, you can do anything.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: and the truth about selling is is it's really not. You know, for the most part, for most people. It's not the selling part that's hard. It's the prospecting and lead generation that they really struggle with because that requires them to get out of their their, their comfort zone.
2: Well, maybe you could share with us one thing that you teach um, the people that you speak with. One technique that you found that has made a profound difference in the people who've who spent time with you.
0: Well, I think it's it's probably two things. I mean, first of all, it's helping people understand that. If you don't go out and interrupt somebody's day, you're going to have skinny kids. So you, you've got to use every channel possible, phone, email, text, the social channel, um, you know, walk around, knock on doors, go to networking events. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting out a business, you've got to grind. You've got to get out there and hustle and you got to knock on doors. They are not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. If you wait for people to interrupt you, your business is going to fail. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, once you get in front of people, it's learning how to stop and ask questions and, and, and learn about them. Because, because people are going to do business with you when you answer five questions for them. Those five questions are, do I like you? Do you listen to me? Do you make me feel important? Do you get me in my problems? Do I trust and believe you? And if you're if you're working with a customer and you answer those questions for your customer
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the affirmative, mm-hmm. it makes
0: it almost impossible for them not to do business with you.
2: That's incredible. Is that is this something that you also talk about in the six books that you've written?
0: Yeah, and uh, I've got a book called uh, People Buy You. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, um, I'm trying to think. The, it was either Yes Magazine and I think Huffington Post. Named it one of the top twenty books that entrepreneurs should read, mm-hmm. and it's a um, it's a book all about the relationship side of business. How do you build those relationships? How do you get below the surface with clients and find out their real problems? And how do you solve those problems? And mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it from an entrepreneur. What are, what's your job? I mean, your job is to solve other people's problems,
2: exactly. and it's a really
0: crazy thing. If you solve their problems, people give you money for it.
2: Right, right. You get paid to care. That's
0: right. For- it's yeah, exactly right. I love the way you said that.
2: <laughs> well, that that's that's incredible. Well, well, talk. I, I'm excited to hear about your brand new book that's coming out this fall, right? I want a copy, yes. by the way. I gotta put it out there.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> will we'll make sure you get an autographed copy.
2: <laughs> can you can you give us a little scoop on what what to expect in this new book?
0: Yeah, I'm really 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 excited about this. So uh, John Wally and Sons is my publisher, and they're they're excited about it too. Um, they're we're 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 gearing up to um to do a big launch. It's called Fanatical Prospecting. And um, it's the ultimate guide to opening doors and starting self-conversations. And it teaches people how to prospect through all the major prospecting channels. Mm-hmm. And there, it's no, no BS. I mean, it's, I'm straight up I'm, I'm I don't tell people it's going to be easy. I don't tell people that I'm going to, you know, somehow give them a magic pill that's going to make customers swim when they show up, but it teaches them, especially entrepreneurs, what they need to do to go knock on doors and to fill their pipeline so that they can drive revenue into their business and they can thrive.
2: That's amazing. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, this is your, your, your baby of, of the, all the ways to prospect in your opinion, what do you think for you is the most proficient?
0: There, it's the it's the one for everybody.
2: Okay. The most
0: powerful tool in your prospecting toolbox is telephone, and uh, because because there's nothing that can get you in front of people faster, mm-hmm. that can give you a person to person conversation, mm-hmm. and can um, and can create an opportunity to open up doors. Now. Now email can support that, and certainly you know social selling is a is a is a big key
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if you don't pick up the phone and call people and talk to them, you're probably going to fail now if you're running an online business and it's a it's not it's just a transactional type business mm-hmm. You know, Certainly building your list and doing direct email marketing is going to be a big deal for you. Uh-huh. And pulling people into your channel and creating a great customer experience is going to make the difference in, in being sticky or not sticky. Uh-huh. But if you're an entrepreneur working in the B2B space or the high-end B2C space, uh-huh. the telephone will always be your number one tool.
2: Completely agree. I remember when I first started at Smith Barney, they basically put us in front of a phone, gave me 10,000 names and said call. And That's and it was like, you know, that, that was probably for me, at least it was one of my most enjoyable moments because I love uh, to talk to people anyway. And uh, I guess, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I you know, I just talked to uh, last week. Uh, I, I've worked with a lot of people from the Los Angeles Times for many years. And um, one gentleman, he's like, Winnie, you know, where did you even come up with my name? I said, Cliff, you know, I found you in the list that they gave me to call. I called you from New York during training. And um, and I said, you know, the the thing that I found is when you sound young, like I do on the phone, nobody would hang up on you. And it was a great way to wow. open doors. <laughs> <laughs> it, and you're
0: you're <laughs> right. I mean it's <laughs> like, you know, when you and when you call on the phone, it's your voice is every you know, everything. So mm-hmm. it's Zig Ziglar said that, you know, all sales is, is one person transferring emotion to another. Mm. And I believe that on telephone, I think that you know, the two most important emotions are confidence and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And so Happy if that face. carries through in your voice, <laughs> people are more likely to talk to you.
2: That's and so here's true. A,
0: here's something Here's something interesting, you know, back when you had that list and you were calling, you know, there were a certain number of people who would pick up the phone and answer it when you called. Mm-hmm. And some, some people are saying, you know, that nobody uses the phone anymore because everybody's texting and emailing. Mm-hmm. But there, the, there are a number of companies, including mine, that we track very closely what happens uh, in our client companies and in our own company with a telephone, and we're seeing pickup rates actually increase. We did um, one of my fanatical prospecting boot camps with a major insurance company, one of the top five insurance companies
1: mm-hmm. we have been
0: teaching their agents. And on our phone blocks with them, when they're actually dialing their clients, they're seeing above 50% contact rates. Wow. So we believe that because fewer people are actually dialing because of this myth that the, the text messaging and email are more powerful, mm-hmm. that more people are actually picking up their phones. And because they carry their phones with them, it's more convenient for them to talk to you.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that. They're a lot more approachable, and if and not that many people call you these days, it's mostly text, so mm-hmm. it, it becomes a little bit more special. Yeah,
0: it does, and it's just as accessible as it always has been.
2: Yeah, I love that. So, so you know what, I I'm be really curious. So, I love the name of your company, Sells Gravy. Can you tell me what was it? Why did you call it Sells Gravy?
0: Okay. <laughs> i will trying to give you this in a nutshell. Okay, so
2: um, I was um, I, the original name
0: of my company was selfprofessionalsonline.com. Okay. And back in the early part of 2006, I was meeting with a friend of mine who is a bigwig in digital marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I ran this idea by him as we were having lunch one afternoon, and he looked at me and said, "That's a dumb name. It's <laughs> too agree. long. Nobody's <laughs> ever going to remember." That it. It was kind of blocked. <laughs> so. I had been, you know, I'd already done a bunch of web work. I was ready for the excited. So I remember just, you know, walking out of that restaurant, you know, with my head down and just my tail between my leg. I was all dejected. But but if you so, I, you know, I, I thought about it because I started looking for sales, dot mm-hmm. and there was nothing. I mean, it's you know, everybody, every sales thing you could think of that was good was taken.
2: Oh, so did Go Daddy so, introduce this to you? <laughs>
0: So we, um, we had Thanksgiving. Every year we went to Thanksgiving and ca- on Catfish Island in South Florida. Uh-huh. So we were sitting there at Thanksgiving dinner on, and this is Thanksgiving 2006. And we were having dinner and the guy came over with a, the waiter came over with a gravy boat and started pouring gravy on my potatoes. <laughs> and at that moment, it just struck me. And I got it and I stood up from the table. And my wife thought I'd lost my mind. Left the restaurant and ran across the parking lot over to the office that of the of the hotel where we were staying. And the lady was sitting behind the front desk. And I said, "You got to move! I got to get on the I got to get online right now." And I pushed her out of the way and got on the hotel computer. Went online. Went to GoDaddy, and I registered salesgravy dot com.
2: <laughs> okay, that's a that's a GoDaddy commercial right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I was like, well, that's a cute name. It's very memorable. But, you know, you don't really think, oh, I'll call my, my company Sales Gravy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always said, you know, if you're doing all the right things in sales, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you get gravy. And so I've exactly. said it a million times. And nobody ever forgets the name. I mean, once you hear Sales Gravy, you don't forget. So I checked off my friend's box of being short and memorable.
2: I love it. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk a little bit more I, I'm just so curious so you've got over like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter I mean let's talk about because you know uh, money tips is, is uh, and, and I are writing this book about people working from home and you're actually a perfect example of this you've built a huge business huge business from um, your home and so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really a new trend that we're seeing you know because it's, it's very modern technology allows us mobility so you own your own business um, if I guess you you also have an office with a bunch of people working there. You said over 16 employees. So why do you choose to work from home? I, I
0: get more done. As soon as I walk through my office door, it's the same thing when I work in the corporate world. You know, as soon as I walk through the office, office door, mm-hmm. people want to spend time with me. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> you're a you're, you know, sales celebrity.
0: All the stuff that's happening, you know, and yeah. I do need to spend time with my people. But when I'm at home, I'm focused, you know, and I mm-hmm. can... Uh, and I'm good at that. Some people can't focus at home, but for me, that's where I focus. And, um, and I don't have distractions and I don't have to, I know this is weird from a work life balance standpoint, but I don't have to quit work.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah for I can, sure.
0: I think, you know, and, and it's a, it's a lifestyle, the way that you do things, you know, it's, it's, it's my way, but I typically, you know, I'll work from my office at home, and then when my family comes home, we'll have dinner, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I'll shift to the couch, and I'll, you know, do all my web work and social media stuff while we're watching TV or something at night,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, you know, and then I'm, I am gonna go to bed and start over again in the morning, but there's no, like, there's no break, and when I, I get up in the morning, I'm, I'm ready to go. I don't have to get in the car, drive to the office, go through all that stuff. So for me, it you know it made sense. Then when starting my business off,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was the only thing that made sense. I mean, you know, going out and investing in an office was was expensive. And as you know, like, to, like if we were if we were starting these businesses back in the early '80s or in the '70s, we could we couldn't do the things we can do today
2: mm-hmm. because
0: there's all of this software and these tools that make it so easy
2: right.
0: to run a full size office, you know, without anybody being there.
2: Yeah. It's incredible, and you probably have great work life balance, right, with the family. I,
0: you know, I'm I'm not the poster child for work life balance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my wife is, you know, in the business with me. So, you know, we don't, it's 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 a good relationship, you know, to have because I love working with my wife. I just it's fun being there, and we get to spend time together. The, you know, the, the problem is, is when you're an entrepreneur and you work with your wife and your business, mm-hmm. it tends to dominate your conversations. <laughs> um, oh,
2: okay, Jeff, have the kids become employees? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working
0: on it. I can't get the child to work for me. <laughs> so I think, um, but it's you know it's um, it's it's control. I mean, I, if there's one thing that I can say, it's a it's, it's complete control of your fate, mm-hmm. and I think that thats from a work life balance standpoint, that's mm-hmm. the greatest thing in the world.
2: Mm. That's huge that having that control. What's the best advice you give um I guess if other people are thinking about working from home? What advice would you give them?
0: um I would there's a couple of things. you're gonna have to work hard. Mm-hmm. So when I first started on um, sales gravy, you know I would start at six o'clock in the morning. And I would typically, you know, work until dinner time, mm-hmm. and then I would I would have dinner, and then I would go back at it again, and I would typically work till you know one or two in the morning, and then I would be back at six. So I spent I think 2007, 2008, 2009. I don't have a lot of memories of it because I was <laughs> working at the business so hard that there was there was almost no time. Sure. Now what happens is. I got to a point where I could have, like 2010, 2011, I'm, you know, I'm bringing in, the website itself is bringing in, you know, $50,000 a month in revenue, which is a whole lot of money.
2: Yeah, it is. For
0: one guy working at a computer.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and I realized at that point that, you know, I had a choice to make, and that choice was to stay where I was or shrink a little bit and coast
1: mm-hmm.
0: or grow. Mm-hmm. And I chose the grow part, so I brought in employees. I, I I basically brought people in so that I could give myself more time and have more work-life
1: balance.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing about that, uh, Wendy, is that sometimes when you bring those folks in, they do really well, and you expand some more, and you expand some more, and you know, we're we're here we are today, you know, looking at doing a major national expansion with a franchising of self Gravy and. I you mean, know, wow. a lot of things like that, but I think you're going to get to those places where you have a choice. The first thing is you're going to have to work your tail off.
2: Right.
0: The second thing that I tell people, I think a guy came to me last night and asked me this question, what should I do?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, keep your day job.
2: Right. I agree with
0: that. If you can have that day job, then you're not desperate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, the same thing. You've got to go to your day job. You've got to come home. You have mm-hmm. dinner. And then you've got to put another eight-hour day in.
2: Yes, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't you can't just, you know, I mean in your situation, my situation, we were fortunate we were able to build our own businesses, but that could support us, but that's not the that's not reality for most um, no. startups. today. And you know, I
0: spent my almost my entire nest egg. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you imagine sitting across the I sat across the table to my wife and said, you know, all that money we had in the bank that we were planning on retiring on, Mm-hmm. Uh, I built a website.
2: <laughs> <That was> a, <laughs> the college education, honey, no more. Yeah, well, now you have plenty, and I'm, I'm sure your wife's delighted now, especially that you're working together and taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, last quarter, we, we had the this, you know, the winter quarter of this year, we had the best quarter we've ever had, and um, it was we, we, you know we made like in one quarter just the cash that we put in the bank for ourselves mm-hmm. equaled the the nest egg that i spent building the business i mean that's the payback
2: doesn't that feel good it, it comes feels f- great full circle yeah that was your principle it came back in one quarter
0: it was yeah it one quarter but it's and, it's and it's been it's been paying itself back over and over and over
2: that's incredible. And this is why you do – I mean, I know you do a bunch of coaching and mentorship of kids and students and, and the, and I guess, all over, even uh, with an event sponsored – is it sponsored with the MA, MIT, right? Sales Club?
0: hmm With the – yeah with the, um, competition. The International uh, Sales Competition. Yeah.
2: Very cool. And you lectured for, I guess, univer- the University of Central Florida, too, where you're based in Florida, yeah. right?
0: I used to be based in Florida. We actually moved the company – to Georgia um, about four years ago. Oh, wow. To take advantage of uh, a more um, solid workforce. So in South Florida, we were having a hard time keeping people. And one of our core value statements is that we'll be nice to everyone no matter what. Mm-hmm. I was having a hard time finding people who could live up to that value. So I grew up in Georgia. So we moved um, the business and everything back there. And it's been the best move we ever made.
2: Amazing. Well, every step, one more right step for you. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I'm really excited. This is great. So those of you, I, I really encourage everybody to, to that's listening to follow Jeb. And Jeb, how do they follow you? What's the best way?
0: Well, there's a couple of things you can do. You can go to... Um, my website and this is my personal website mm-hmm. and I'll make it really easy okay. it's J-E-B that's my name J-E-B one two three dot com okay you can catch me on twitter and I'm at at on twitter okay uh facebook I'm facebook dot com slash sales and then you can catch me on um google plus and on linkedin and my podcast is on itunes you can pick that up as well
2: wonderful what's your podcast called
0: it's called uh, Jeb Blunt's Sales Gravy. Awesome,
2: great! And then we'll definitely. We are, uh, mm-hmm.
0: one of the number one, um, one number one ranked sales podcast on iTunes, and we've, I think we've, I think we're at eight and a half million downloads so far.
2: Wow, incredible! I love it. And the new book is coming out in fall, so make sure to pay attention to that. Are you? Are, where Where can they find your book? Is it going to be on Amazon?
0: Everything's on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and. Um, you can, I mean, usually you can find them in one of the Barnes and Noble stores. You can find them in most airports. And the fanatical prospecting is already on Amazon, so you can pre order that
1: now.
2: Oh, awesome. Okay, we'll definitely do that. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for your time. Loved having you on the show. Um, and we Ooh, definitely should stay awesome. in touch. I can't wait to meet you because you, yeah, you are quite inspiring. <laughs> for sure thank you so much yeah and those of you listening if those of you want to stay in touch with me as well it's WinnieSun.com and I'm on Twitter I'm very active on Twitter and it's hashtag SunGroupWP. WP and yes I do uh, handle my own Twitter so I'm always happy to hear from you and with that I'll talk to you next time